nothing, no reaction out of the bull whatsoever. So, <laughs> so I give Will the three zero. I still see him. He's right there. Signal. <laughs> he nods. Okay, I got you, bro. Yeah. And then turns around and just walks away. (laughs) (laughs) He he gave me the signal to steal home plate. What's up, fellow elk fanatics? If you want to be a better elk hunter, you want to kill more elk, you need a system. And after years of interviewing the best elk hunters in the world, I've put together a four-step system, a framework, if you will, to help you get to the next level. Every single one of the best elk hunters have their system. It just took them 20 years to develop that. And this course is a blueprint for you to develop your system and make you a better hunter. Feedback has been pouring in and everyone says we could charge double for this course, but right now it's only 30 bucks and you get the audio only version. So it's like listening to a podcast. This course skips all the fluff that you got from other courses or you already know and gets right to what you need to know and help you develop your system. And I think that's what people really love about it. No fluff. In three and a half hours, you will have a system that took me 20 years to develop. So if that's not worth $30, I don't know what is. Check the link in the show notes if you want to check out the Elk Hunt 201 course. It's pretty powerful, pretty amazing, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Alrighty, boys. Welcome to the podcast. We were just joking that uh, just three dudes tagged out in the middle of September, drinking beers, sitting at home like yeah. losers. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats, guys. Uh, uh, both of you guys have kind of been on the podcast before. Will's been, I think Will did a Muley Monday or something. We were talking about late season. Dan's been on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you guys had an epic year, um, crushed it. So I wanted to get you on, just tell some stories, how it all went down. Uh, but I guess first introduce you guys to selves a little bit. Um, and maybe like how you guys started hunting together. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Will Myers, uh, just born and raised in a small town, a mountain town and lived in the outdoors, did a lot of fishing and hunting all my life and just been kind of newly to archery hunting for the last five years, four and a half, pretty much. Um, and yeah, I met Dan basically kind of just through social media. We kind of both run two different Instagram accounts as well and like-minded dudes and just picking each other's brains and, uh, kind of just had the same kind of personality type. And, uh, Dan had an early rifle tag, uh, here in Idaho and was picking my brain for it. And I just said, Hey man, let me just take you out and show you some honey holes. And, uh, we didn't see a dang, we didn't see a single deer the whole time. Uh, so I, uh, I guess we, he still, you know, he still forgave me and still my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I decided to give him a second chance this season with Elk and yeah. we'll try, right. to, try to team up one more time. How about yourself? Yeah. <laughs> so Dan was on the podcast, uh, was it last year or year before they all kind of run together for me? Yeah. Last summer. So last summer you were on and you were kind of talking about just kind of getting started with elk hunting and your first elk. We told that story. Um, so it's kind of cool. I don't know. It's cool for me to guys see you guys graduate and like just crush absolute giants this year, both of you. So, uh, Dan, just a quick backstory and maybe we'll, I mean, just kind of even the stuff we covered just a little bit on your background experience and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, born and raised in Pennsylvania, moved out here uh 10 years ago been elk hunting six years um so fifth bull in six years just out here diying it teaching myself the ropes and uh well something came together (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, well, getting the hang of it. So, all right, what happened? Let's hear it. Do you guys, well, you guys scouting together this year as well? No, actually, we were scouting two different regions, and we just kind of kept each other up to date. Like, check out these bucks I'm watching. Check out these bucks, and I'm checking out this whole side, and I'll, I'll report back. And then I'm like, "How was your deer scouting?" He goes. It sucked, but check out these 12 bulls I found <laughs> type of thing. Um, and I was kind of the other way around. I was doing a little bit of both and ended up running into some monster muleys and scouting an area where potentially, you know, time crunched. I just wanted to try to find an area where there's mule deer and elk in the same area. And, uh, yeah, it kind of went from there. Yeah, it was like a a joint effort solo hunt. Yeah. Kind of strange. <laughs> a joint <laughs> effort we solo hunt. <laughs> Yeah, because we're, we're both used to hunting alone, so we're like, well, we'll just go out and do our own thing scouting, and we're not, you know, we're not we're not sharing spots, and still it's go time. We can cover the most ground that way, so it worked out. That's actually really smart. Did you guys end up, so did you guys end up hunting together since, like, start of archery, or what? Yeah, actually, um, Dan asked me what I wanted to focus on, and I was like, you know, I really want to focus on mule deer. Uh, first opening week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> opening week, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, now that Dan and I both have, you know, been able to uh, successfully harvest elk cons- consecutively, we thought maybe, hey, man, let's try to focus on some mule deer and try to do that. Not that <laughs> elk out. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out at all. <laughs> so we actually, we actually were part of a third bull getting killed opening weekend. We went into deer hunt and we had this five point pushing cows around that would not shut up. And we had another buddy with us that had never killed the bull before. And we're like, he was like begging, like, can we please go down there and try to call that in? <laughs> like, after two days of listening to it, we're like, all right, dude, fine. So we go down there and he gets, he gets a eight yard shot on this bull that Willie called in and wound up packing an elk on our opening deer hunt weekend too for two days. <laughs> uh, which is funny. Cause like, uh, like if you, I was talking to Dione and, and we we're, I don't know what the comment was or something along the lines of elk being everywhere, uh, you know, in, in mule deer country. And it's like some about, you know, sick of Idaho because there's just elk everywhere. You can't get, around, you can't get away from them. Yeah. Can't swing a dead cat without hitting a 330 bull. <laughs> that, yeah. that was, that was Dione's yep. direct comment for sure. Uh, yep. That's funny. So you guys ended up basically looking for mule deer, finding elk. Do you think that had anything to do with like terrain? Like, do you think those are places you would have looked anyway if you were, just elk hunting well, that's a good question because yes because i knew i wanted to hunt deer and elk in the same unit so i was specifically trying to find like high alpine basins with like good timber pockets where if the deer hunting if i blew some deer out i can maybe drop down into timber and, and find some elk or vice versa if i'm hearing elk bugles and i can't resist i'll drop down and mm-hmm. hunt elk type of thing midday so yeah i was kind of looking for both features and that was the opposite I was like, I had a bunch of spots that I was confident I could get into bulls in and specifically went into an area thinking, all right, I'm going to find some nice bucks in here. It meets, it meets all the criteria and got in there and it was just full of bulls. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's destiny. (laughs) I mean, you got to give in at that point. If you like go to your deer spot, there's just elk everywhere. You just need to become an elk hunter. (laughs) Oh, hundred percent. And you take two guys that have been consistently successful with elk hunting and we try to cross our fingers and you know tie our hands behind our back trying to focus on deer and 
you hear elk bugling and you, you kind of get that <laughs> game over. Uh, I'm the yeah. same way. Like I could, like, even when I try to go deer, well, first off, every time I try to go deer hunting, I've run into elk where they're like not supposed to be. So it's the same thing. Elk I'll be mean. like, there, there's not supposed to be elk here, but magically they're here. And then it's like, it's like taunting me. Like it's so hard for yep. me to just stay focused on mule deer. I'm like, well, I'm not seeing any, any deer. I mean, it's only been 10 minutes, but I haven't seen any deer. So I might as well go chase elk. <laughs> yeah. That's, by like 10 a.m we're like well you know there's probably some elk around we can... <laughs> this is pretty boring just sitting here <laughs> uh so all right so dan let's hear your uh your story because you killed yours okay. first right yeah so yeah that opening weekend we uh helped everybody out and then the, the following weekend the seventh um i shot mine so we took off Friday night and got up into the hills to this spot that I had uh, found all those bulls in the summer and uh, get in there Friday night and we get about halfway up to where I thought the bulls would be and uh, old Willie mule deer ears over here perks up. It's like, dude, I, I think there's an elk over there in the bushes. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. So I grab, grab the old cow call out and jump behind him 30 yards and start doing a little calling and pull this raggy five out of the out of the aspens and we're like okay i see will unclip his release from his string and pull his phone out and start recording it <laughs> <laughs> all right so i guess i guess we're we're ballers now we don't shoot five points that's um, <laughs> that's news to me <laughs> so he lets this bull walk like broadside 26 yards we're both the wind's blowing right at him we're both silhouetted and this bull's just standing there staring at us we're like, all right, this could be a good spot. Let's <laughs> let's uh, let's camp here and see what happens in the morning. Will, did you ever like think about killing that bull? Absolutely, it crossed my mind a hundred times. Yeah. What, was, what made yeah. you not shoot it? Uh, because this was Dan's spot, and I'm the one that finds the elk first. And I kind of was like, oh man, this is Dan's spot. I'm up here to help him, and all of a sudden, I'm the one that's right in front of this bull for one. <laughs> And then two, we hadn't even made it up halfway to the drain where Dan actually wanted to hunt. So it was night one. We don't even hiking in for like a, not even probably an hour. Yeah. And all of a sudden this guy's like right here. And so I was like, man, this would kind of ruin the weekend. We'd have to pack this thing out starting now. And all of a sudden that's kind of my tag. Yeah. Um, And Dan knowing that, you know, Dan seen 12 bulls, I figure at least one of them's got to be bigger than this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm, 30 yards behind him I'm trying to, to figure out him. an angle to shoot over his back. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is it ethical, ethical if I yeah. shoot right by him? <laughs> like if I yell duck. First, <laughs> yeah. If you yell over. four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like my aim is pretty good. I'm pretty sure I could shoot around him. <laughs> yeah. I got an earful. Afterward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I would say it's like proof. I mean, you pass the five point and kill the giant. So, I mean, that's it worked a- this time. Well, the last time I passed the five point opening weekend, I, I didn't kill a bull that year. The only year I haven't killed one. So I've like looked at it as bad juju ever since. Uh, so that's like, that's why last year I called that five point in opening day and I was like, yep, you're coming home. Yeah. I'm not doing this again. So, but dude it's like anyway, so bittersweet like, to kill one on the opening weekend though. Like I was like, as soon as I shot mine, I was like, terrible. this is kind of sucky. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I did it two years in a row, so I had a I had 
four days of elk hunting in two years. I was like, this is terrible. Wow. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, so anyway, yeah, we, uh, pass on that bull and, uh, we're like, well, it's, it's getting dark. We don't want to push up any farther because we're pretty sure there's going to be more elk. The further we go, we're just going to keep pushing into them. So just decide to make camp and go back at it the next morning. And, uh, we're just rotating pretty, pretty much every, every call and set up. If we get a bull to commit and start coming, then we switch turns. So it'd be my turn to be the shooter in the morning. So we get How up, do you we, decide who is going to be first shooter? Is that a rock, paper, scissors thing? Or like, is it just cause I mean, how did that go? I think, I think I already had a call in my mouth and I just love making elk sounds. So <laughs> I, I was pretty excited to, okay. to just go beat the shit out of a tree and you know, <laughs> pretend I was an elk for a couple minutes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it was ahead. kind of situational too. It's like bulls piping off up top and someone's to the left of me. It's just like, perfect. I'll pull out my bugle too. If you run up, you know, type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we get, uh, we get up the next morning side. We'll just leave camp and push up and then we'll, you know, we'll just come back down if, if we have to or whatever. So we get maybe, 300 yards up the ridge further from our camp and let out a bugle and trying to locate some bulls and um weren't hearing much at first um we had one bull pipe off way down below us so we like pulled down back towards camp and bugle again will hits the bugle again and uh this time we get that same bull answer us then we get a bull up above us answer and then we get a bull on the other side of the ridge down in the opposite canyon to answer too. So we're, uh, we're standing there looking at each other, trying <laughs> to <just> like <laughs> make a plan, you know, like, all right, well, thermals are still pulling down the hill. The wind is blowing this way. What do you want to do? You know, we're having a little like two or three minute powwow. And, uh, all of a sudden these sticks just start popping behind us. And, uh, Will gets the old, you know, saucer eyeballs. <laughs> He's like, stay here yeah. takes off running down the ridge jumps into a brush pile <laughs> um <laughs> so so i turn around and uh i see that five point from the night before coming down and he's flying down the ridge at a sprint and now like, you have okay, to we... shoot it because you gave will so much shit that you, you can't pass yep. it now yeah <laughs> oh yeah exactly so i'm like knock an arrow i'm like all right here we go it's gonna be uh <laughs> this rag this raghorn's getting a free ride home so <laughs> so i knock an arrow and that five point just gets run off the little spine ridge that we're on we're on this ridge has a canyon on both sides it's only about maybe 75 yards wide 50 yards wide and uh so that that smaller bull is getting pushed off the over the other side by a bigger bull um I couldn't tell it was a bigger bull at the time, just another bull. I just assumed it was bigger. And, uh, so he runs that five point off and then turns and turns around and, and basically still at a run runs towards me and then stops behind a big brush pile. Um, will can't see any of this, doesn't know what's going on, but he's cow calling, chuckling, raking, just doing the running the whole gamut. <laughs> um, so he, I'm going to, I'm going to flip over to him now. You can, you can tell your, <laughs> your little Colin story. Yeah. So I just was 
throwing logs down the hill, doing everything I can, uh, you know, to get these bulls to come down. And uh, I don't hear anything for a little while. I'm making so much noise that, you know, I'm such tucked back in that I have no idea if Dan released an arrow or what, or if the gig was up or they busted him or anything. So every in between each rake and calls, I kind of stop and pause to hear anything, whether it's a cow call or elk walking or, or getting busted or a bogo off. But I don't hear anything every time I pause. So I finally, eventually after, I don't know what it was, maybe like five minutes of this, Dan hadn't come down or anything. So I kind of just start sneaking around the, the timber and kind of poke my head out and look over. And Dan's looking at me, telling me to kind of like rake. He's just going up and down like, a raking yeah. motion like to keep moving and i'm like okay and so so n- neither of us know sign language but i'm yeah. trying to i'm trying to <laughs> i'm trying to mime to will like the i see him I'm pointing at my eyes and then yeah. pointing over towards the bull like <laughs> i <laughs> gesturing little like antlers like because yeah. the bull can't see me i can't see the bull and he either. can't see the bull but he comes walking up and i'm like so i unclip I've been, I was at full draw waiting for this bull to step out for like two minutes and it doesn't happen. So I take a step back so he can't see me because he was looking right at me and let down and unclip so I can peek around the tree and tell Willis <laughs> <laughs> that I can see the bull and to keep going. Don't not, don't come up here. He sounds like a third, third, third baseman umpire. Like give me signals. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't get any of this. He's just got looking at me like I've got three heads and, uh, <laughs> I saw the He's like steal motion. second right yeah, now. Yeah, it seems like yeah. a bad time to steal second. Yeah. yeah. So I unclip from the D loop and make a motion with my right hand, like I'm holding a stick and raking the tree next to me. Yeah. And he gives me the the nod of affirmation, like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so he like moseys back behind the tree and starts beating the beating this tree to death. <laughs> and uh, gives me gives me a little cover noise. This bull is like feet glued to the ground perfectly frontal to me at 30 yards during all of this but he's just behind a, a bunch of little trees like he so totally obscured view is he um, looking at you or is he looking at will well we're the thing is we didn't have time to set up like the, the best way we probably should have so we're in a straight line the three of us i'm in oh. the middle and will's right behind me and the bull's in front so he's of just looking past you yeah so he's looking through me so i'm like okay so will starts <laughs> raking this tree again and i looking at the ground and take like a little half step to the left and i can see his his you know hind quarters sticking out and i'm like look at the ground look back at the bull take another half step to the left i can see some guts do the same thing now i can see the end of the ribs and i just keep half circling around this bull taking little quiet baby steps until i can see that crease in his front shoulder and uh, he's still standing there, just fixated on Will where, where Will was. So picked out a little hole in the in the brush there between the branches. I had like a little softball size hole to shoot, but it was right up against him, and he's only at thirty. So I talked myself into it. I'm like, okay, this is I can do this. Drew back, settled in there in that little hole, and let her rip. Um. And then things got interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I did hear the bow go off. It freaking, I hear the bow go off. I hear the watermelon. Whap! And I hear maybe like a couple footsteps and some branches break. And that was it. And I was just waiting for this bull. I mean, just listening for this bull just to tip over. 
and uh, which did not happen, which didn't happen. <laughs> but I'm like, maybe, maybe he just sat down. Maybe he ran off. I didn't hear. I, I mean, I know the blowing off. I heard the freaking watermelon smack. Dan's a sharpshooter. I had trust and faith that he smoked his bowl. Meanwhile, while I was doing this, that one bowl that was piping off earlier in the morning to us that was down below, he had moved in a lot closer just from my raking and bugling and screaming. Um, and I was now getting distracted by this other bull moving down below me. So I actually go, Dan's good to go. Yeah. Go so, so during this, Will has no idea what's going on. He knows I shot, but doesn't know what happened. So he starts creeping back up towards me. Oh, that's right. And I'm, I go back to the hand signals and I'm giving him the, I still see him. And then a three and a zero, like pointing. He's at 30 yards. He's still right there. You know, because at the shot, I knew I hit him, but all he did was turn around. He just turned to 180. So he's now he's facing directly away from me. Doesn't take a step. He's just standing there still. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So I have no idea what happened. I'm like, I just like just waiting for him to fall over. Nothing. No reaction out of the bull whatsoever. So, so I give Will the three zero. I still see him. He's right there. Signal. He nods. Okay, I got you, bro. Yeah. And then turns around and just walks away. <laughs> he, he gave me the signal to steal home plate. <laughs> so I'm out. Yeah, we didn't go over hand signals. So apparently, he thought I shot a three by three record. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, he doesn't need my help with that." So I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> so yeah meanwhile while i'm doing this raking calling and that other bull from down below the canyon he actually steps out in the open and i got eyes on him while i'm like raking a branch and one eye on my bu or bugle tube and one eye on my binoculars i see this bull and it's a six point and when dan gave me the signal three zero something raglan <laughs> i was like awesome dude i'm out of here i'm going after yeah, the six point the six point trumps your three point raghorn so i'm bouncing <laughs> Uh, yeah. like at this point you just watch him walk away what were you thinking <laughs> so i have well i'm like all right well i can't really fault the guy i probably would have done the same thing so i'm like all right we're like we're still cool i'm not mad at you bro but you kind of dicked me here like <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know man i i was still trying to do this slingshot technique where it's like i'm calling my way to this bowl but at the same time i'm not, i also mentally feel like I was trying to slingshot his setup, so just, it's like, oh, I'm moving away. Maybe he'll draw his bowl in more. Maybe yeah. he'll help that bowl stay. It's a pretty convenient theory to come up with after you leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, now now Will's gone, and I'm solo hunting. Uh, <laughs> so I got this bull facing dead nuts away from me at 30 yards. Um, so I stand there, and we're in this standoff for like 15 minutes i take a step to the left to try to do the same thing but now the woods are dead quiet um and every time i take a step he turns his head around and tries to figure out where that noise is coming from so i'm like just trapped there playing the waiting game um so are you starting oh, to talk yourself out of the fact that you shot him you're like maybe i missed yeah oh absolutely so i'm maybe i missed i don't know what happened is he gut shot like what is going on here so eventually he starts to walk away. So now he turns a little bit and he's like a hard quartering away angle. Um, so I, I pick out the only spot I can shoot through that's out in front of him and 
get a tree ranged at 45. And I'm like, okay, money, I'm going to have a 45-yard quartering away shot. I'm going to zip that in here, and it's going to be game over. So I draw a level, you know, cool as a cucumber, <laughs> not freaking out at all. Um, wait for this bull to step in the hole, and he does, and settle that pin and, and touch it, touch that arrow off, and just hear this the loudest whack I've ever heard. This arrow comes out of my bow like sideways, ricochets off the bull's front elbow, and I can't tell what happens. What? So, yeah, so I'm like, what in the name of, like, all right, so he's still standing there, right? He doesn't react to that shot either. So I'm like, all right, this bull is deaf. <laughs> I don't know how he hurts bugle, but whatever. So I knock another arrow, draw again, shoot. Arrow hits the dirt like six feet in front of the bull. Well, I look down, and I've got a, like a foot-long hemlock branch the size of a pencil jammed into my roller guards. Oh, my bow. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so so i like have to like pull back on the string a little bit and yank this branch up out of there and while i'm doing that the bull stops turns perfectly broadside and then lays down so i'm like okay he's laying down he's hit but i don't know what happened like i can get a shot on him here laying down if i have to i just gotta get this tree out of my bow yeah so i get the tree out of my bow i uh i start trying to sneak on him a little bit and uh i just have no shot is he's completely covered up other than his neck and head um so i'm sit. so i like take a seat i'm trying to figure out what to do i pull the binos out and look at him and i'm like oh my god it's giant (laughs) so then i'm like all right, now I definitely can't screw this up and go over there. The wind is still perfect. Everything is good. I try to sneak in on him. It's not happening. He's looking right at me. So after about another 15 minutes of this, I decide I'm I'm not getting any closer. I'm just going to sit here and wait. There's no, like, you know, I trust that first shot. There's no way it wasn't where it was supposed to be. I don't know what's happening, but he laid down. He knows I'm here and he's still laid down. This bull's definitely hit good. So, um, during all this, this is, these stories are so weird. (laughs) This, uh, I have another bull come flying down the hill straight at my bull. And, uh, he must've saw him. And I'm pretty sure my bull was the boss hog in that particular ridge because he sees that bull and then wheels around and just runs off the back the way he came i'm like oh okay good he didn't spook my bull out well then this stupid muley doe comes prancing out like 10 feet away from me and walks just walking on a beeline straight for that bull that's laying there i'm like oh my god not again i'm like (laughs) contemplating throwing a rock at this deer (laughs) like what are you doing get out of here and uh, she gets like 10 feet from this bull and then looks up and sees him and like freaks out <laughs> and turns around and runs straight at me and almost <laughs> runs into me and then sees me and, and then sees me and jumps out of her skin. And then she's whistling and popping around all over the place. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this like, is I don't not know going, going as on. planned. Yeah, this is. Yeah, exactly. So eventually she takes off and then back up from the bottom of the canyon. 
here comes here comes Thunderstick over here, comes smashing back. That was Galcon softly. Branches snapping, rocks rolling. So I'm like in a panic, you know. I'm trying to signal him, stop, don't come up here, stop stealing home base right now. Stop it. I'm giving him like a giant X over my head, like please for the love of God, don't don't take another step. Eventually, he's like the bull picks his head up and turns around and is just watching Will walk up the hill. Eventually, I get him to, to stop and he sees me, and then I get up and sneak back down. I'm like, dude, I just shot a giant six. No, I oh, said, you... I said, how many arrows did it take to kill that ragbar? <laughs> yeah. I looked at his quiver. I got two arrows in my quiver. Like, dude, uh... shit's gone sideways. There's a giant bull. He's got at least one arrow in him. He's laying over there. I'm like, I'm going to sit here till dark. I don't care what you do. He's like, no, we're good. We'll sit here and wait it out. That other bull saw me, so <laughs> I can't go after him. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought he shot that raghorn because he said 3-0, and then I saw his quiver was empty, and I'm like, Jesus, dude, how many arrows you got in that? <laughs> tough, tough little, tough little yeah. three point. Oh, my God. Like, I thought he was going to be cutting that thing up and cording him up by now by the time I came back up. <laughs> so then what? Uh, like, Bull just... Yeah. So, <laughs> so I sneak back down to where Will's at, and I tell him what happened. And uh, I'm like, all right, you know, take my shoes off. We'll give it a, give him some time and relax, eat some breakfast. Restock um, like, the quiver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, restock. Like, whittling sticks to make more arrows. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so like every 30 minutes, I peek my head up over the top of the hill and throw the binos up, and I can still see this bull laying there, and we do that like three times, and then right, right almost at that two-hour mark, I'm like getting really impatient, you know, wondering what's going on. We hear this. We hear a series of loud snaps, and uh, <laughs> Will over here gives me the vote of confidence. He's like, oh, that's him. He was walking away. I can tell. <laughs> I got mule deer. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm thinking to myself, like, if that bull's going to walk anywhere, he probably would have done it already. <laughs> We've been sitting here 50 yards away from him for two hours. But, uh, so I peek up over the top of the hill and can't see anything. He's gone. So. Did your heart just sink? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, like, the canyon that he would have w- went over and down into is just an absolute nightmare. Um, so, yeah, we lace up, packs back on, everything ready to go, and go back up and get to the spot where I shot from. Can't see anything sneak up another five yards still nothing just just keep creeping until i'm like 15 20 yards tops from the spot the bull was laying in and finally i could see one antler sticking up off the ground and what we heard was just when he went when he went limp he just rolled oh. so he just rolled down into a low spot and it was, yeah it was like he wasn't even there but yep and just You'll laying there dead thankfully oh, man that's crazy Yes. What what was so the I, shot? What happened to the shot? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. So here's the deal. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but I'm like four inches behind the that crease in the shoulder, mid height of the bull. Like it looked perfect, and it, it went in and turned 90 degrees left. Wow. So that arrow hit the back of a lung, and then turned completely sideways and ran through him lengthwise and stuck in the in his back opposite ham. Wow. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it hit that rib and deflected or, or what happened, but 
I mean, it went in, it went in in the right spot and just went haywire from there. So could it, could that branch that was stuck in your bow have been stuck in there? Like the first shot? It's possible. It's, it's was so thick in there and we were, yeah. you know, I mean, it, I wonder if that arrow just hit him funny, like hit him at an angle and yeah, it just came out weird and that's yeah. all. Yeah. Yep. Ah, crazy. Well, good thing it worked out, but what a yeah, crazy so, story. Yeah. So in the middle of this, I'm like, I asked Will, I'm like, Hey, do you want to look at him? Like, <laughs> do you want to see him? You want to see a dead body? And, uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah. So I give him, I give him my binos. I, I really honestly wasn't believing him that he killed a giant. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's a three, it's a 300 bull. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> true, true thing, raghorn slayer. Yeah. <laughs> He throws the binos up for like half a second, and he's like, "Dude, it's got a hook cheater." And I'm like, no, it doesn't. He's like, "I wouldn't, I wouldn't joke about that, bro." Yeah. <laughs> I got a thing for cheaters and kickers. Yeah. Dude, it's got a hook cheater. Yeah. <laughs> like instantly, I'm like, "Oh no, awesome!" Oh my god, epic, epic, yeah, man! So, Congrats. Yeah, thank you. That was it. Was a wild ride. It can't ever go easy, you know. Oh no, it never like goes as planned. That's for sure. So was it like the next weekend, Will, you killed yours? Very next weekend, same Saturday. Wow. Yep. So one week. Yep. And then you were going up to just hunt deer or like, I mean, the elk didn't yep. like get you all excited about that. I guess you were kind of looking for a place for both though. Yeah. And at the same time, like I love hunting the, the rut when the bulls are fully freaking bugling and you got bulls screaming from every canyon drainage and they're coming yeah. in hot picking up trees and throwing them 40 yards like yeah. so <laughs> i love hunting that like kind of later mid you know 17th on kind of season so i was like let's squeeze in a freaking mule deer hunt like we tried to do opening weekend which didn't happen yeah uh, so yeah exactly that yeah so will convinces me to leave my bugle tube at home yep and then uh <laughs> carry carry a tripod and a spotter yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this time we're going deer hunting, guys. This yeah. time. <laughs> this we're time. not even bringing our elk hunting shit. No. Nope. We're I mean, hardcore mule deer hunters. Dione's going to be so proud of us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was doing it for Dione. <laughs> this one's for you, bud. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> okay, so yeah, what happens? I so I didn't bring a bugle tube either, and I'm like, all right. No dude, way. No bugle tube between the both of you? No, we were no. we were committed, Cody. We were like, we were hardcore mule deer hunters. Dude, uh, I you always, guys would hang out with Dione way too much. Yeah, we were kind of weird. Yeah, I, I was on him on the death hike, so he kind of committed me. Uh, you I, get a guy sending you pictures of giant bucks all summer. It's yeah. like, it's easy to go astray. <laughs> and then I send him back pictures of giant bulls, and he's like, yeah, who cares? Those things are stupid. <laughs> I could find one of those without even trying. <laughs> I could literally have a blindfold on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I actually ended up devoting my time, my summer scouting fall to mule deer. And I actually found some slammer bucks. And I don't even have them posted, but I found some slammers. And so I tell Dan, I'm like, dude, we're going to this slammer mule deer spot. And I even only bring mule deer game bags. And yeah, that's pot committed, man. That's all. Yeah, right. dude. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Luckily, I only have one set of game bags, yeah. <laughs> and they're huge. Yeah, we relied heavily on those game bags this past weekend. Um, but yeah, kind of same scenario. Do we get up there and I I spike out early in the evening and 
got camp set up, get to a ridge, start glassing the hillside and, um, kind of not really a whole lot going on on this front side, but I, I forgot my spotting scope and tripod myself. Conveniently forgot it. Conveniently. Cause I knew Dan <laughs> was bringing some, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I ended up finding a couple of mule deer bucks on across this drainage that are super far away. And I'm like, well, I'll just cruise down the saddle, hike up the other side and, and check it out over there and see what kind of bucks these are. And when I get over to that saddle and I sit down, I plop down, all of a sudden I just hear a bugle pop, pop off below me. And uh, I don't, I just get immediately distracted. And I'm like, I want to know what, how big this bull is bugling below us. Because he, he sounded gnarly. Uh, and so I, I no longer look at the south-facing steep slope for mule deer. And now I'm, now I'm already focusing on, on this elk down below <laughs> So yeah, these cows kind of come out the funnel out of the timber, starting to get dark, and all of a sudden I see this bull come out, and he is completely muddy. Like there isn't any brown on him. He's completely wallowed up. He's got huge, huge back end. Uh, you know, fifths and sixths, fourth, fifth, and sixth. I mean, his his fours were super tall, super wide frame bull, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a freaking slammer bull, and. Uh, I of course end up pulling out a cow call and <laughs> I just wanted to see if he would respond to me. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll just I couldn't see help myself. if he's into cows, you know, yeah. we're not actually going to hunt him. We're just going to see if he nah, likes nah. cow calls. I just, I just want to test this out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I let out a cow call and, and he responds immediately for like a bugle and he comes out and kind of looks up on the hill and I'm tucked way back in this little timber pocket he can't see me. I'm not moving. It's getting dark. You know, he turns around. He just hears exactly where that is, but he still continues with his cows and kind of pushes up on the hillside in the face. And I just watch him till dark. It gets dark. And, uh, once it finally went dark, I could actually slip out of there. And I ended up going back to camp and long story. I meet, meet Dan back at camp. He finally shows up and yeah. Um, so meanwhile, yeah, I'm in the basin with that bull. Um, because the pinwheelie dropped me, <laughs> the pinwheelie dropped me didn't upload to my onyx in the same place that he dropped it somehow. Oh wow! Yeah, so I walked, I hiked past where our camp is supposed to be, and I'm bumbling around down in there, with making the loudest cow calls ever, trying to figure out where Will is, get him to answer me. <laughs> <laughs> I know his so camps like, around here it's just somewhere. This is a weird. Yeah, There's a lot of blowdown like, to put a camp in. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a grid search around the pin that he made, just like cow calling frantically, <laughs> <laughs> flashing SOS with my headlight, just bl- like just blowing that canyon out. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just blowing everything out of there. I would think. Don't get a response. Don't see anything. Nothing. I, eventually, I hike all the way to the top of the ridge, and they get like half a bar of cell phone service to call him. <laughs> Turn your headlamp on, Dick. Where are you? <laughs> and uh, we find each other, and I get down there, and he's like, dude, I saw a giant bull. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so where's these deer at? Yeah. yeah, I told him. I was like, yeah, I saw some bucks, but then this bull was just going off, and I stopped <laughs> looking for bucks. But I'm not really worried about him. The, the, here's where the deer were. This is We're, we're going to go do this in the morning. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, so at this I, point, like it's the night before, and you're still like, oh, okay, we're going after deer. Like there's a giant I'm, bull in this canyon, screaming his face off. But we're we're pot committed. Yeah, 100. Yeah, percent right? I didn't I didn't bring a tube. <laughs> I don't have any calls with me. 
I don't have like, you know, I didn't drag this spotter and tripod and my camera up here <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> like we're deer hunting, dude. Like we're both, we're both still in it to win it at this point for, for deer hunting. Yeah. hundred percent. I told him, I'm like, there's some bucks on the hillside. But I will let you know, I didn't bring my spotter, so I wasn't able to get glass on him. <laughs> oh, and P.S., there's a solid bull down there. giant bull. I think he's about again. 340. Yeah. <laughs> 320 to 340. I'm like, oh, okay, that's decent. You know, I, I it's whatever. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> I mean, I killed a 320 last weekend. It's not a big deal. So, <laughs> so I, you know, next morning, game was still set to – locate these bucks i'd seen the night before so i take them pretty much almost the exact same spot i was the night before wait till light we're glassing the hillside i spotted i got glass on a couple deer that we i couldn't really make out to begin with uh dan throws up a spotter <laughs> like, oh cool and they're does, <laughs> he's a, he's a couple does. <laughs> oh that's good and uh yeah right then all of a sudden freaking mr bugler just Let's out a screaming bugle like 200 yards below us in the basin. Yeah, just rips off. Nasty Rip, chuckle. Nasty chuckle. I look over at Dan. He looks at me, and he's got freaking glowing eyes. And <laughs> you could you you could tell he was I'm like, "Is that the same bull? <laughs> the same like, bull from last night? Yep, that's him. That's him. <laughs> like, huh? Maybe we should just get a look at him." <laughs> Dan just starts. Dan starts feeling around in his pocket, and I'm like, "What is he doing?" And sure as shit, man, he pulls out some cow call or calls out a bunch of reeds. I got a handful of amp frames that are in, <laughs> that are that my loving wife washed in the pockets of my hunting pants from the weekend prior. Perfect. They're clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pull I pull one out and throw it in my mouth and I'm like give <laughs> sound like a dying rabbit. You know. Like, oh, this, the, the dryer really tightens up this latex. <laughs> uh, so I, I shit you not, Cody, I give a cow call and immediately get a response oh. from a coyote. From a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> so like this 40-pound coyote comes charging over the hill. We're <laughs> oh like, oh, no. This can't be happening. <laughs> like, oh, well, we're supposed to be deer hunting anyway. I mean, the elk are definitely not going to answer with this dog running around up here. And this thing is like flies in. We can hear it breathing. It's yipping and barking and howling like nuts. This is where things get strange. So the coyote, the coyote stops. Well, we, we took, we left. Yes. Yeah. So we get up and we start walking. We're like, well, we're going to go over to this other slope and check it out and see if there's any deer over here. In the meantime, this plane comes ripping up through the canyon. <laughs> We're like eye level with this little single single engine plane. They're like waving to the pilot. <laughs> he just comes buzzing the tower through there. Like, okay, this, the elk are definitely not going to keep talking now. We're at 9,300 feet, and this plane had to be like 9,500. He was below the crest of the canyon, like yeah, just cruising through. I'm like, all right, well, this is weird. So... We get over, we get over and set up on the new sl slope where we're going to be looking for some deer at. And uh, next thing you hear, crack! What the heck? Rifle shot. Feels bulls were bugling before then. Yeah. So we get the, another bull just bugling on its own. 
and then an answer. And then we, we had a bull in there that sounded like an absolute, like a dinosaur. Like it sounded like, like a cow, like a, like a bull mewing, mooing. I don't <laughs> Yeah. It's mixed with a T-Rex. I'm not really sure how to describe it. We <laughs> called him a dinosaur. It just sounded like he'd just been lost his voice. Yeah. 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 Those are the best but ones. Now yeah. we have, now we have rifle shots cracking off. We're like, Oh cool. Somebody got an early tag, whatever. We'll just leave them do their thing and Coyote keep, hill keep hill. deer hunting. And then that, that one gunshot turns into like five. <laughs> All right, whatever. That's fine. And, uh, yeah. So we sit back down and give another cow call and that same bull answers. But now he like kind of side hilled around the basin and like level with us. So he's up in front of us now. And then he rips off, and then that dinosaur bull rips off, and then another bull rips off behind him. Oh, my gosh. It was a full-on rut fest. Yeah, sir. Like, all right. Here we go again. <laughs> you talked me into it. Yeah. <laughs> I looked right at Will, and I'm like, dude, I really didn't want to pack a bull out of here. <laughs> 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 it's like, yeah, me either, bro. <laughs> we started kind of going through the logistics, being like, how many game bags do we got? Yeah. Well, can we if we pack them up through this saddle and down that ridge? Like, I guess it wouldn't be too bad. Just <laughs> we started being like, "Did you really not bring a bugle too? <laughs> what, what can we use? Can we use a toilet yeah. paper roll." <laughs> I'm trying to find a like a birch tree so I can roll some bark up, like I'm hunting moose. And, yeah. Uh, we're yeah we're just we're like ah oh, well you know we'll see what happens. I'll hit him with the rabbit call and. Uh, <laughs> They, you know, we'll just, look, we got to eat breakfast. It's like nine o'clock. The sun's coming up. We can't drop down into this timber anyway until the thermals switch around. And there was, you know, we're at the top of the mountain and they're still in the shade. They're still sucking down the hill. So we'll just, I'll just, we'll just stay here. So Willie goes and, and sets on the edge. We're kind of on this bench and, uh, we could see the timber pocket that the bull was definitely in. Couldn't see him, but could tell where the sound was coming from. Like, well, I'll just drop, I'll just drop back here over the side where he definitely can't see where I'm calling from and just work some magic. Yeah. Just, just give him the, give, you know, give, give him everything he got and see what happens. Give him the, give him the old coyote and see, see if he's into it. <laughs> Maybe he's into rabbit's dress calls. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. I worked on the coyote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. So eventually, after calling for like 10 minutes, this cow call kind of softens up, and I start getting some half-decent sound out of it. And uh, now I've got, I had a pocket full of them, so now I'm like working through. I got two or three of them in my mouth, switching back and forth, smashing trees and buzzing, throwing rocks around. Yeah, just going, you know, big, long, whiny cow calls, you know, just just letting them know that whatever up here was definitely worth coming, coming to check out. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't. He, he's kind of just, he, you can hear him bugle to us, and then you can also hear him bugle down the canyon towards those other bulls that he ended up kind of pushing out of the area. Yeah. Um, and after, I don't know, was it 20 minutes or so? We, yeah. We were really. like, well, I guess it's getting bright up here, and he's not really committing, so we'll just, we'll just sit down, eat some, some food. Maybe go back to deer hunting. Get, get warmed up in the sun, but we'll just sit here and watch that timber pocket and see what happens. See if we can get eyes on him and maybe have a play at some point today if, if the deer hunt doesn't pan out. <laughs> yeah. And of course it's a gnarly drainage. So it's like, 
we wouldn't even think about wanting to kill him, even drop down there and go after an elk anyways. No, this bull's probably... The only way would happen is if they worked their way up. Yeah, he's probably 600 yards away from us, but 500 feet in elevation down, like... Yeah, straight down. Just, yeah, just oh, like yeah. at the bottom of an avalanche chute. Like, <laughs> okay, well, we're not going down there. Yeah. So, yeah, we eat some lunch, have some snacks, and... Uh, breakfast. It's like 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, breakfast, pretty much. Pulled out the old Rice Krispie treat. Um, and uh, we get... All of a sudden, I hear just crashing my mule deer ears. I hear it up on the hillside, and all of a sudden, I see... <laughs> four cows working their way up around us and i'm like oh crap there they are and i i grab my bow and i start taking off and i get a better look and i just see three two cows and two calves like kind of up and around through the saddle and i think they ended up winning us somehow they ended up getting up above and we missed them somehow coming through the timber so i walked back to dan and he was like a couple cows and calves and i was like yeah that's all i saw and so we Easy up, grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit back down, back to Dan, and now we're kind of like more fixated on the area. Like, how the hell did we miss those cows come through there? Um, and Dan, of course, eagle eyes spots. Was a cow first or, or the no, rag? That rag. So this rag point, this rag five comes out of the out of this little steep little drainage avalanche chute, and Dan goes, "Oh, there he is." And I put up my glass, and we both kind of lock eyes on him and see that it's just this little tiny little Looking rag. Looking at each other like, rag. that can't be him. <laughs> we looked at each other, and we're like, nah, that's not him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so a couple more cows funnel out, and they're kind of working their way up. And Dan, I had put my binos back down, and Dan spots the herd bull come out, and he goes, holy smokes. What did you say? He was like, yeah. It wasn't holy smokes, but it was <laughs> it was it was emphatic enough for Will to know that it was a giant bull. <laughs> so yeah, I, I put up my binos, get eyes on him, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think that's that same bull from the night before. Yeah. So then it was my point to uh turn to Will and say, if that bull comes up here, you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I I'm proud to say he responded, yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I already had my bow in my hand. Oh, God. I was just glad that he was cool with it, too, because I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. Not, Will, I'm not going to be mad at you. Kill that bull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. What happens? So, yeah, they, start, they start funneling out of the timber, and I start seeing them taking this high ridge. And um, me and Dan are both like, man, I bet you they might come back up exactly where those other four cows just came, came around the corner. And I immediately look at Dan and go, dude, I'm out. I'm taking off. I'm going to try to intercept them, and hopefully they come this way. And that was it for us. We didn't yeah, so we didn't say call, call or anything. I'm like, well, they're going to come up and check out the ruckus we just made up here. So, so is that what they were doing there? Kind of, You think they were coming up to see what was going on? Yeah, I think they had just got to the spot they were going to bed down when I was calling at them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they laid there for another 20, 30 minutes. Paul couldn't help. Yeah, and he just was like, you know what? Whatever was chuckling up there and whining at me with a bunch of cows, like it just got curiosity, got the better of him, and he had to come up and see what it was. So, yeah, he pushed all his cows out in front of him, and they just started hooking this absolute highway of a game trail up and around the basement to, to walk right out where those cows had come through before so yeah dan dan does a really good job at, at cow calling just making it sound like there's just 
phenomenal group of different cows. <laughs> the and, cow party. I mean, I, we call it the cow party. I got that from Randy Newberg a long time ago. But, <laughs> I mean, I swear, when Dan's making some cow calls, I'm almost like, did you got another person back there? Because I'm almost <laughs> down those simultaneously. It was pretty phenomenal. Um, and, yeah, so I think that bull honestly was like, man, there's a bunch of cows up there. I got I got to go up there and steal these cows from whatever whiny cow bugles we had going <laughs> on. No tube sounding chuckle. No tube, yeah. yeah. There's um, a damn coyote that's got 10 cows up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, coyote coyote pushing there. cows around. around. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I took off, and I, I got up almost to the ridge line where it's just like, man, this is sheer rock face, and this is the only little saddle section that if I was a cow – I would come through and I could drop down further, but it was kind of shaded and I knew the wind was kind of swirling and I knew the wind might even be going back down. So I was like, screw it. I'll stay up high. Thermals are good here. I got good cover, good opening area here. I'm just going to sit and see if they come through here. Yeah. So, uh, he takes off. I watch, I watch this bull for like another 30 seconds, probably just to make, absolutely sure try to figure out kind of what the trajectory was and uh once i was certain that they were coming the same way those cows had come through earlier i took off and run up the hill and uh i get to a point where i'm like okay i can't go any further there's like a sheer rock face up there um i don't know where will is but hopefully he's here somewhere i trust his instincts as, as an elk hunter that i'm oh let's hope he's in a good spot and i just pull the camera out stop I'm like they're coming, so I'm not going to give them any reason to change direction. I don't call anymore, nothing. Just sit with the camera out and wait. And uh, eventually, I see a couple cows funnel out, and they come out into this little meadow and spook <laughs> like immediately. And I have no idea what's going on. I just see them, and they go to turn around and leave, and then turn back around. So like. I don't know what's going on, but I know something up in front of me is fishy. <laughs> At that point, are you thinking like everything went to hell in a handbasket? Or? Yeah, so I like I almost hit stop on the camera. I was like, "Well, this shit's done." You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, Will was in a shitty spot. Yeah, because uh, those cows just busted him. But no, they they did like a little jump back, half step move, and then we're like, "Oh, all right, well, whatever," and just keep going the way they were going. So, Will, from your perspective, like, you just, were they just coming up perfect or what? Oh, they were coming up right through exactly where I was just crossing my fingers they would come through. And uh, I was tucked. I looked back. I looked, saw my, you know, I was tucked behind this tree by the side of me, had my shadow there. I looked behind me, had this nice, good, this little patch of timber, spruce trees behind me to cover. So I, I kicked out some dirt below me so I wouldn't step on any branches. I had the perfect setup. I started ranging stuff, so I knew five different things that were there, and all of a sudden, I just heard hoofs clicking through the rocks, and yeah, they started funneling right out through that valley, right exactly as I expected to hope they would, and um, yeah, those first cows that Dan was talking about come out in the opening, and they're coming beeline straight to me, and then they kind of hook on this game trail, which I didn't even see there, but they hook on this game trail and start walking at like 15 yards from me. And I start hearing glunking. This bull's coming, and he's like, and I immediately draw right there. So I was like, oh, this bull's about to pop out. So I draw right there, and that's why those cows stop. They look at me for two seconds. I'm looking at them while I'm at full draw, but my bow's pointing in a different direction. 
And I'm like, don't you guys screw this up for me. (laughs) They, uh, yeah, they immediately spook after like three seconds of staring, knowing something's up. And they had actually turned back around to go back the same way they came. But that bull was pushing another cow and they saw them coming through and they're like, oh, I don't want to get pushed by that bull again and turn back around for the second time and just kind of work up and around me. Thermals were good. So they, you know, they saw something was spooked, but they weren't fully, you know, they weren't fully scared because yeah. they didn't smell me. So they just kind of kept on the same route, but just kind of see back around around me. And I was like, oh, thank God that just happened. And now the next cow that comes out, I'm at full draw. I'm good to go. This cow has no idea. And uh, this bull's hot on her tail. And that's when you live rips out that bugle, right? Cause yep. um, I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there, I'm sitting, I don't know this at the time, but I'm, I'm, so I'm ranging the bull too. I'm, I'm at 60 from the bull. Oh wow. You're um, close. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know where Will is, but I'm in shooting distance. I hope he's in here somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like right now you're like, why is he not shooting? Where is he? <laughs> yeah. So I've got the bull at 60 broadside in a meadow and, I'm like, <laughs> and the bull's the size of a, a Clydesdale. And I'm like, this is a makeable <laughs> shot. Will, where are you? And, uh, <laughs> Swear so, to God, if you're mule deer hunting right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the bull just rips off this gnarly bugle. Uh, the cows all funnel through. And I, I got the camera on the bull. I, I watch him all the way through this meadow. And what I think is out the other side, and he steps behind a tree. Of course, he steps behind a tree at this moment. And then I just hear, yeah, whack. <laughs> yes. And then I see the bull turn around and run. And there's no, no arrow in him. No exit wound, no blood. He looks totally fine runs fine yeah just runs back the way he came so again i'm stuck in limbo of like i don't know where will is i don't know what happened he shot i hope he didn't shoot one of those cows <laughs> <laughs> i hope he didn't shoot a tree like uh, okay so. so will what happened like you okay bull comes up screams how, like how far was he 15 oh no he was at a 45 or so to me when he screamed apparently because i didn't hear him scream i just heard his working <laughs> i was already at full draw i blacked out and uh i had remember ranging some of that area right there in that meadow that i knew he was i had my 30 yard pen already set and the cow that he was following was already at 30 yards from me on the game trail that i had ranged i'm like if he follows that same trail that same track of her he's he's gonna be freaking 30 yards from me and he's he's walking in frontal to me Luckily, the cow that was in front of him hits the game trail and starts walking broadside, and he follows suit. He just hits that game trail and follows suit, and I'm just following him with my bow, watching him walk along, and he's quartering two at 35 yards, and I'm like, screw it. He doesn't see me. Wind's good. I'm just going to wait for him to turn perfectly broadside, and hits broadside to me, hits the game trail, and starts walking, and he's got another like five more feet till he's behind some timber again, so I just was like, this is it, send it, and I uh, cow call on him. Immediately when I cow call, he stops, looks over, and I didn't even give it a second. I let the arrow fly and freaking smoked him. That's um, awesome. <laughs> he spins He spins around immediately, doesn't kick, doesn't flinch, doesn't do anything. He just spins around like normal and starts running away, and I'm looking on the other side of him, and I don't see an exit wound or anything. 
but when it hit him, there was five, six inches of fletching sticking out. And I got bright pink fletching and a pink knock and it, it shined right up against his dark, muddy body that it was just like, <laughs> it looked solid. It was maybe like two or three inches back from a 10 ring. Um, but it was still sticking out like five, six inches and then nothing on the other side and runs out the same way. He doesn't run downhill at all either. He side hills it and then rolls over this knoll. I don't hear any crashing. I don't hear anything. It sounded like just a bull running away. I waited about a minute and I didn't hear a crash, tumble, nothing. And so I was just kind of in shock and disbelief. Like, holy crap, that just happened for one, two. How the heck did my arrow not just go all the way through him? And I walked back to Dan trying to be calm and collective and, and looking down and trying to breathe and not faint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm standing there waiting for him. And Willie comes down the hill, like staring at his boots, just comes like <laughs> shuffling down, kicking dirt. I'm like waiting for the, I'm waiting for the bullshit to start flying and the excuses of what happened. Uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm like, dude, what happened? Sick. I just killed a friggin' monster. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. Yes! (laughs) So epic. uh, But then there's a caveat on that. He's like, I think it was a little back. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, God, here we go. So I immediately temper my expectations. I'm like, okay. before, Before that, you go, dude, I got it on film. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm like, well, I got the whole thing on video. Of course, except for the shot, because he's behind a tree. But we'll we'll look at it and, and check it out. And uh, so I pull the video up. I'm like, blow the screen up till I have the bull. And I'm like, okay, show me where on the bull that you hit him. <laughs> like, boy, he grabs a little pine needle and he points like four inches behind the front shoulder. He's like, hey, it's a little back. It was like right here. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that bull's dead. I think we're okay. <laughs> Oh, frig. Show me where the, the bull only, touched you. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. The only hesitation I had was I just didn't see it come out the other side. And two out, I, I mean, like bulls I've killed before in the past, dude, they just, they'd spin around and run to a tree and fall over. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yeah. I was expecting this bull to like hinge, hunch over, and just drop to the ground. And he didn't even run downhill. So I was like, man, that shot looked money, but I didn't see anything come out the other side. And then I didn't hear him crash. I waited a minute. And so there was, you know, there was definitely that, you know, that ease where I was, you know, Dan, it was felt good. I know the debt bull is going to be dead, but let's, let's take this a little bit more seriously than what we expect is going to happen. Yeah. So back to the two hour minimum boots come off old deal. Let's, we got to play this game again. (laughs) Yeah. We waited an hour to go into where we actually shot, where I shot from. And we look, and there's like no blood at all. So yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah let, let's let's give it full two hours. So we do that, and uh, of course, which felt like 14 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just pick up where we left off, and just his tracks were so phenomenally different than all the other elk that it was kind of easy to pick up. All right, let's rewatch the footage and see which trees he went through, and pick up kind of where we last saw him on footage which helped a lot, phenomenally a lot. It's like, okay, it looked like he actually went high above this tree because there was, you know, tons of cows. There was probably eight cows. And so it was kind of hard to distinguish, but at the same time, once we got on the bull's track, we could tell. Dan was like, you went through this 
this tree right here below. And so then all of a sudden, boom, we see one speck of blood, literally a drop. And we just kind of followed his boot track or his hoof track from there. And within probably 30 yards, I'd say we found the arrow. Yep. We, we found one other microscopic drop of blood in that span. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll found the arrow. Like, okay, well, that's a good sign. You know, it looks, there's nothing on there that says it was anything other than a good hit. So, was it the whole arrow? Okay, it was no, broken. Yeah, it was broken. It probably broke off the front six, for six inches. inches. Yeah. Mm. And the rest of it was snapped off, good blood on it. Um, smelt the blood. It dried, it was all dried up by then, but I mean, it was, it was caked for sure. Um, and it was just sitting right out in the wide open. So, it's like, well, that fell out of him. He must have snapped it off him or eventually fell out but he's got the front six inches in there i was shooting solid broadheads with the bleeders in them and um knew it was probably going to adjust this and obviously i knew the bull was gonna be dead i just didn't know where and i didn't want to bump him and we went another 40 yards probably following his just his regular tracks and just doing circles grids checking and we saw his we saw the last bit of this like stumble big tracks and i looked down in the timber and boom there he was laying there Frick. Dude, that's always the worst like when you don't see a bull go down it's like man i just get so panicked every time oh yeah and to do it two weekends in a row yeah. uh, the biggest bull either of us had ever shot like <laughs> totally know, just just a nail biter the whole time oh well frick glad it worked out man congrats what a freaking epic season for you both yeah, no kidding, man. Not a bad first two weeks. Yeah, not no. a bad first two weeks. That'll work. <laughs> so I would say, I guess the, the one question I have is like, it was kind of a short season. And, and for me, it was the same way. It was a very short season. And we can't really talk about mine yet because we got to wait till it comes out. But um, what was the biggest lesson learned this year? Yeah, I would say patience. Yeah, we just had a little powwow that word kind of run out yep it was uh it was awesome having somebody else to hunt with because you know like i said we both have done a bunch solo hunting and especially with elk it's just a whole different ball game but having having somebody else there to to you know back up your decisions and when you're kind of temper temper your excitement maybe a little bit and yeah. and, at, and at the same time when you have an idea somebody there to back you up and say yes this is the right thing we should sit down we should wait or you know we should do this so, yeah, I think just not being too eager to run all over all the country and, you know, bugle at everything that moves was a, was a bonus for two of us. Cause we're both, we're both go-getters in the elk woods. What would you guys say like is the difference between, you know, years past, I mean, and this year, this year you guys both killed your biggest bull to date. Like what, why, why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because of patience? Do you think you're more patient? So you killed bigger bulls? Like, is it? just kind of experience is it pure shithouse luck is it mule deer scouting like what's what's the key factor (laughs) yeah good question i think for me um i think yeah i think it was more just patience and like you know i passed on that five point which i normally probably wouldn't um normally but i think just kind of knowing the country we've hunted before knowing the caliber of bulls that we've seen before um I don't think it was honestly luck because I think we were just scouting in country that no one steps foot in. Like we didn't see a single truck next to ours. We didn't hunt 
trailheads where you saw boot tracks. We never ran into one. I never saw any boot tracks where I was. Um, and I think just getting in the right country where big bulls hang. And then again, yeah, being patient and knowing that, you know, there might be bigger bulls in the area. Like we passed on that five and yeah. another bull came through. Um, and I think when I was just telling Dan was more patience, like we were even opening weekend, you know, we didn't just bomb down at the first bugle we heard and starting to try to set up. We, we heard bulls bugle in that whole opening weekend, all weekend, even the night before even opening day, I heard bulls bugling and we were just more patient on what sounded raspy, what sounded like a mature bull, waited for the evening for them to come out. We glassed up five different bulls, um, saw some raghorns. We saw some five points and I think we were just kind of just a little more patient and understanding which bulls were more the herd bulls and where they're hanging now. Yeah. I think the, uh, the foundation for that is I've, I've had a theory the last couple of years that I kind of kill bulls in July and August and then go pick them up in September. Oh, that's it's, interesting. Like if you know, like that spot where we killed my bull, I'd been in three times over the summer. And every time I was in there, there was, I would spot a ton of bulls, you know, and they were in the same spot doing the same thing, working through this feeding through the same area, bedding in the same place. It's like, well, if you want to kill those bulls in the first two weeks of September before cows get in there and mix everything up and make a mess out of stuff, you kind of have a, a roadmap laid of where you need to go in and how to make it happen. So, yeah. um, I think that's the other thing is like, so there's a spot that I've killed two bulls in the same spot within a hundred yards of each other before. And I went in there in August and there's 3000 sheep in there and no elk. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, you know, we got to do, do something different. And I mean, even if you know the unit, you still have to scout it like it's new or else I would have gotten, you know, pigeonholed and going back into that same spot. Who knows what would have happened? Probably nothing good. Yeah. So, Not for scouting sure. Scouting and patience. No, and I think like, I mean, it's always tough to pass up bulls and it's like a, there's like this like catch 22 of, letting stuff go early in the season, but not losing your focus towards the end of season. Um, you know, for the guys like haven't tagged out yet, I think you're still getting into a great time. Like now is when the big bulls show up. They're the dumbest that they're going to be. Like it's still a great time to kill them. Um, but you have to keep, stay focused. So like in the first half of season, I think it's a patience game. In the second half, it's a mental toughness game. Um, and I think that's where, you know, the it's hard because like you, you hold your patience too long and all of a sudden you're like, man, it's just never going to happen. Or you start half-assing stuff <laughs> or you start, you know, yep. doing easier hunts. Like, cause yep. you've, you've already grinded so hard. So for those guys that haven't punched your tag, like, you know, I think that's the name of the game, but I think you're hundred percent right. I think, you know, passing up five points is is not hard and i get a lot of shit for it but i've you know never ran in well no i don't think i've ever ran into a big bull first you know like you always have to like go through that passing up a five point and for me it's been easy because it's like man i'm not ready to punch my tag yet so i'm just gonna keep looking um but i think also i you know listen to you guys and how you are targeting herd bulls now you're like you're looking for that herd bull where's the herd bull instead of like I'm looking for an elk or a bugle. I'm looking for where's the herd bull? Where's the herd of elk? Yep. Yep. So, and being able to distinguish, I mean, 
there's there's bowls that can pipe off and they sound raspy and you I mean that opening weekend bowl we took down was five point he was kind of small but he he had a solid bugle on yeah him. sounded mm-hmm. meat now but that's the thing too is kind of listening for that raspy dark growl bull and the king king shit that's in the area <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah one way to look, look at it too well and dude like i i i'm trying not to like say what's happened this year so far but like another thing is like when you can tell when a bull like it has a display bugle you can you can almost tell when he's got cows because like the yeah. the tone and things and so when you're listening to these five points bugle and they're just kind of piping off you know and so you can't always predict it like i've screwed it up but that's usually what i'm looking for is like i'm not going to waste my time chasing every single bugle that happens in the woods because sometimes there's like five bulls bugling and you know before daylight and so it's like you can't yep. chase all five you'll blow out the herd and so it's like you're yep. trying to really choose like okay which one sounds like he's got cows or which one sounds like he's display bugling or which one sounds like he's like aggressive because he's probably got the cows. Um, and that's not always easy. Like it's, uh, I've been fooled many times, but I think when you go that way and it's like, I try to tell people all the time, like hunt the herd and you'll get plenty of opportunities because all the other elk, although they're bulls, even if you're hunting, you're like, even if you're like, man, I would be stoked to shoot a five point. He's following the herd too. So if you just like follow yep. the herd. Yeah. He's not far off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And and half of that is just knowing what those elk sound. There's going to be a bunch of guys mad at us because they've heard one bugle all season. They're like, "What do you mean, don't chase every bugle?" Yeah, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? But yeah, yeah, for sure. If you if you know what that bull is saying and you can tell that okay, that one's got cows and the other ones are just piping off just to pipe off because it's September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to narrow your search way down. For sure, for sure. Well, congrats, guys. Um, this video, are you guys going to put out any kind of video or are you just shoot it for fun or what? Yeah, we're not going to show anyone. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no. No, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll try to get something together. I don't know. It's, well, it'll be on one or both of our YouTube channels. So, cool. And sure. what's yep. that? Uh, where can we at least see pictures of these bowls on your guys' Instagram? Uh, my personal one is just Willis underscore Myers, I believe. Um, and then my Idaho archery hunts page is ID underscore archery hunts. That's the one that's got most of the majority of the pictures, both of ours and, and more about anything hunting you want to follow. And I am at Dan Salzman and then at provider life on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. So heck yeah. And your YouTube channel. Yes, sir. Nice. Alrighty, gents. Well, thank you so much. Congrats. Um, did you get another Me tag? Too. Are you going to Oregon? You as well. Oh, you're... <laughs> or, or am I not I'm supposed still, to say that? <laughs> no, I'm still mulling it over. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I almost, I almost don't want to go over to Oregon and just like have a bad taste in my mouth. I yeah. kind of want to like <laughs> relish in the glory and success of, of this year. Yeah. So. No, dude, I'm the same way. Cause like, uh, I was like, man, could I go to Oregon? Uh, lots of time. And I was like, man, ah, eh, yeah. you know, there's another. I kind of texted you hoping you would say, hey, yeah, let's go to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. It, it crossed my mind. It definitely crossed my mind. Uh, but all righty, gents. Well, good luck if you do. If not, uh, congrats. Epic season. Good job. Yeah. High you fives well. yeah, you, too. you too, buddy. All right, guys. Later. Thanks, Later. Man.
All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Elk Hunt Podcast. If you love elk hunting content, tips and tactics, all that jazz, then go leave this podcast a review wherever you listen to podcasts at. Much appreciated. And if you're interested, go check out our Elk Hunt 201 course. It's a four-step system for doubling your success. It's a great resource, and it's going to make you a better hunter. I guarantee that, or we'll refund your money. Uh, If you don't get anything out of it, if you don't get $30 out of it, then we'll definitely refund your money. So go check it out. Link in the show notes.